Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thank you so much for being here for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I always appreciate your time in regards to what I have to say. Just before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about Pure Dime. And so Pure Dime is a company that I just started working with. These guys are all about cellular communication, environment, exercise, and nutrition. So if you head over to Puridyme, P-U-R-A-D-Y-M-E dot com slash Drew Tadia, that's my affiliate link. And that's just going to bring you to my page. And then from there, you can visit other areas of the website. So they have a blog, they have a newsletter, they have recipes, all kinds of different things. This company is plant-based and it's based around Lou Corona's research and findings of living a raw food lifestyle. So I certainly recommend you check them out and see what they have going on. So I also wanted to tell you about I had the opportunity of talking with Vanda over Skype just recently, actually, not a couple hours ago. And Vanda was actually in one of our detoxes. It was the Detoxify Yourself. So that was the book I wrote. I decided to make a group around it to help people understand how to use the book and have that group support. It means so much. So in our first, well, not first one, but before this vegan detox, I had Vanda in the group and she was so supportive and she was always communicating and posting and talking. And that means a lot. It means a lot to me. And I always think it's important to reward action. So everyone, each individual makes the group what it is. And there's always a few people that stand out. Vanda was one of them. And she's been active on my social media pages for a while before that. So just as a small thank you for being so active in the group and being supportive, I offered her a Skype session. So we would just talk and get the chance to meet each other. And then I'd answer any questions that we went over that she may have for me. So we just finished that. And it was so it was such a crazy experience. So when I wrote Detoxify Yourself, it was about it was for my friends and family and clients. That was it. Well, my first order was 75 copies, and I didn't think I was going to sell 10 of them. I was scared to death that I was going to have five or 10 of them sold, and then everyone was going to ask me how many I sold, and I would have to say seven. <laughs> so that was a couple years ago, and Detoxify Yourself is doing all kinds of crazy things, and it's brought me to a new area of my life, and these group detoxes is one of them, meeting new people and being involved in the whole bookstore and the retail thing. That was a whole learning experience on its own, but reaching other people on a different level, it's incredible, and I was sitting there, Vanda's from halfway across the country, and we were talking on Skype, and I just had a, mo- <laughs> had a moment, and I just thought, this is incredible how one of my programs or something that I thought of, the way I live, basically, can change someone else's life in that manner. So Vanda was there telling me about the progress or the results that she felt and how she's living a healthy lifestyle and is confident in the kitchen and with food and just overall health. And then her husband was there as well, and he's very supportive, and he talked to me too. And it was super cool. It was just so great to be able to experience that and sit down in front of someone and you know talk to them and actually see because – for these podcasts, for example, I, I rarely get a chance to meet who I'm talking to or, or who is listening. You know, Vend is one of them. She'll listen to these shows. She pays, checks out what I'm putting on social media. And, of course, and now she's involved in our new vegan detox as well. So, But I don't get the opportunity to talk to people and ask them questions and ask them how they found out about the detox or the show or what results they they got from being a part of what, what I do. And 
it was just amazing to to have that happen. And I always say I learn more from my clients than I do from than they do from me. And that holds true as with this circumstance as well. I learned so much from Vend and just being able to sit across from her and listen to her and it just meant a lot. So thank you for taking the time to sit down with me, Vend, and for all your support and everything you do to encourage me to continue to move forward. I very much appreciate that. So in this show, I'm talking about child obesity. <laughs> so child, this is a dangerous subject. Now, I'm very passionate about this subject because I love children, first of all. And I believe that children are our future, <laughs> a future generation. They're, they're going to run the world. They're going to make products. They're going to start companies. And we influence them with every choice we make personally. So children are like sponges. <laughs> if you do something or say something, they're going to do the same thing or the opposite, <laughs> depending on what, what kind of child you have. But we set an example with every choice we make. So I had a friend, I had a friend that's a great, you know, a great dad. He's a great parent. And, and I actually would aspire to him and would hope that I can raise my children, you know, as well as he does. And, you know, and one of the things that comes up is he doesn't like to eat greens very much. And, and health, health, he always asks me health questions and he goes on his health kicks or he's always looking to learn or, or try to eat better and set a better example for his children. But one of the things, he's not really a green person, doesn't eat too many green things. And then his, so his daughter doesn't eat green things either. And I said, well, what, he's like, I don't know why she won't eat them. And I said, well, when's the last time you ate something green in front of her? And that pretty much ended the conversation <laughs> but i mean there's a lot of other areas where i think he does fantastic like i said earlier but all i'm saying is if you you set an example with every choice you make with the way you talk to your children with the way you act act or, or are around them and it makes such a big difference and i think a lot of times i talked about yelling on my social media page not too long ago and i think i talked about it on a radio show as well i did it's at facebook.com slash true form life and i was just saying that i didn't really understand the whole yelling thing well you know <laughs> we're yelling at, at our kids and how do we think our kids are going to react to yelling went to parents yelling at us then they're going to yell at their siblings they're going to yell at their friends and then they're going to grow up yelling at their children so I suppose they won't be growing up yelling at their children, <laughs> but as they grow up, they'll be yelling at their children. You know, it's it's all a, a vicious circle, and we set we as adults we set a precedence. I like that word because it kind of sounds like president, but it's precedence, anyways. So I want to talk about well, it's just child obesity, not not just child obesity. That's what I'm going to title this show. But this, you know, it's scary. It's absolutely scary. Now we have children now have diseases in their body that never happened in children before these were adult diseases that we thought would take years and generations to develop now children are running into you know morbidly obese and it, could you imagine being a, an incredibly overweight child in elementary school in junior high in high school and like it's gonna be you're setting there's like we set our children up for failure and not the failure when I say, I usually say failure is a good thing, but this isn't a good failure that I'm talking about. We set our children up and we don't think that we control that or we think that it's genetics or, oh, that's just their metabolism. But we can change with the choices that we make. And I don't think that we're doing that. Or I, don't, I really don't know if we feel like we understand or I feel like we understand what's going on with that or that we control that. Just like we control our own health, we control our children's health. And we have the obligation to make better choices for ourselves and educate ourselves. And if we don't do it, who's going to do it? 
No one's going to do that for your child. And, and it's not just us. I mean, I believe it's not just us as parents or individuals. I believe it's us as a society that needs to stand up and make a change. I was, and by no means do I want to be a Jamie Oliver. By no means. And that's why I don't talk about this subject very often because I just I just don't want to deal with the backlash. It's There's such a strong, passionate, I don't know, cult-like following with, you know, those people that believe that the things are the are the way they are and we shouldn't say anything about it. People are passionate about people saying nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct here. I should stop. I should stop. I think about that once in a while because every once in a while someone will write in and tell me how they, they don't agree with this and that and I don't know what I'm talking about. They're this and that. And I think back and I tried to be as politically correct as possible. And then I tried to say that, um, you know, don't mean to, don't mean no disrespect, not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so if someone disagrees with you, they disagree with you regardless of how much you're not trying to disrespect whoever's in the conversation. But anyways, what, what I'm going to remain how I am now and I'm going to try to be politically correct here. But there's so many people that fight against when I say in the school system, I say we need to make a change. People stand up and be like, no, we don't. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, we don't. Like things are fine the way it is. Of course, we're afraid of change. But someone wrote in when I talked about hot lunches. Hot lunches is something around here. It goes around here. This this town I live in and someone's i said what are we doing with hot lunches so hot lunches is every friday i think and it's pizza or mcdonald's or something that you wouldn't feed most people wouldn't feed their dog <laughs> no I, I wouldn't say most people because we accept that we as parents accept that we as a community we accept that and whoever's setting it up probably the parent council which is odd is setting that up and accepting that and if any of them hear this, I'm going to get a whole bunch of emails telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm okay with that. I, I can handle that because I'm, I'm going to share my message regardless of who agrees with what I have to say. But it, it's just surprising to me that the backlash is so strong. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't it be parents or parent council or faculty, whoever it is, fighting against sugar and aspartame and artificial coloring and food-like substances that isn't even food shouldn't we be fighting against that that's what that's why i say we live in such a backwards world because someone will stand up and say i disagree with what you have to say and then no one says anything <laughs> no one's like whoa whoa wait a second here you're wrong why are we feeding our children sugar <laughs> i go they I, I said in a couple of shows i think it's called let them haters hate and i talked about how i was asked politely asked not to come back to a school after a parent complained because I would go in there and offer healthy options and we'd talk to the kids about food and fruit and exercise and a parent complained about that. So they said, hey, you know what, you're causing too much trouble. <laughs> we don't want you to come back. So, and it's, you know, I didn't make that public and I don't hide it, but I don't say it often or, or loudly around the community just because there's such a incredible backlash of people saying like, you don't know what you're talking about. We're doing everything we can to help our children live a healthy lifestyle. Meanwhile, every Friday is as much sugar as you can pack. Oh, they had a big uh, a cookie day, I think, a giant cookie day. But they want they want to say, we're going gonna to pack as much sugar as we can in our child, and you should say nothing about it. No one should say anything. We should just carry on and not worry about child obesity and not worry about child type 2 diabetes and not worry about all the bullying that's going around with our children because they're obese and they lose their breath when they tie their shoe 
you know it's 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 crazy i was at this place i work at here there's a cafeteria at the bottom floor it's a high school connected to a college and there's a cafeteria there and they cook all kinds of like <laughs> bacon you can smell the gym's upstairs so you can smell the baking and you can smell the um i don't know what it is it's not it's not healthy it's not the healthy it's mac and cheese or whatever they have cheese whiz sandwiches uh, <laughs> and they, they <laughs> excuse me i'm not cutting this out because it, it's i'm laughing because it's so it's hard for me to say out loud because that means that i have to come to the realization or, or actualization that this is happening in our it happens all the time and it's it's not even a laughing matter it's serious and it's scary and it's uh, but it's but we stand around and we and we don't say any, we turn we turn what do you say turn a blind eye i don't think it's turn the other cheek but we we don't do anything about it and you know that we've hit rock bottom what what else is there uh, every single child to be obese will that take will that take will that make us move forward and say this is not okay so I saw this Coke, this Coke machine, or admit Coke machine, this big Coke truck pull up in front of uh, the high school. And of course, they were delivering Coke. So this is what I wrote on my social media page. This is my true form or complete truth protein social media page. So I said, Coca-Cola, supplying high schools, colleges, and elementary schools through vending machines, cafeterias, and more, fueling your child's mind and body all for a healthier tomorrow. <laughs> so, that, of course, that's me being smart with my dry sense of humor. And I'd imagine there's going to be some unhappy people about that. But think about it for a second. Why is that truck anywhere near children? <laughs> it shouldn't be. And it's all about sales. It's all about mass production. It's all about whatever we can do to make money instead of live a healthier lifestyle. So they fill their... They f and this isn't just this is everywhere. They fill vending machines full of the worst processed food you could find because it lasts the longest. They f they fill it with sugary drinks like this. They fill our schools with vending machines. They s they fill our cafeterias with these sugary drink. Not just Coca Cola. These sugary drinks that do damage to our children. And it's almost like we don't th we don't think twice about it. And it's okay. So. I just think it's it's crazy. It's scary that this generate our child's generation right now is the first time they're not expected to live past the, the further de generation. So our children are not expected to last age as old as us. They're just not the norm, and that's how it is. And that's not that's not scary to us. You know, it's terrifying. It should be because that's our youth, and those are the people. Those are the kids. That, those are the people. They're going to turn into adults. They're going to teach, and they're going to set an example for their kids. And then what's going to happen? It's going to be a vicious cycle. And I don't know when it's going to stop. I don't know when there's going to be an end to it. And it's just surprising to me that more people aren't saying things about it. And we don't stand up together and say, you know, as enough is enough. So someone asked me one time, they said uh, they're a healthier individual and they wanted a healthier school system or, or school for their children. They said, what should I do? You know, I don't think I can make enough noise myself. And my answer was, you don't have to. All you have to do is make enough noise that... It's, it'll cause a disruption. <laughs> and I've done this from experience, not on purpose, but if you make enough noise, if you have friends, if you have family, if you have, I guess, friend, mostly friends in the school system and they want to make the change as well, request a change, <laughs> please, for our future, for your children. Request a change for healthier food, for reduction of 
garbage in vending machines or get rid of the vending machines altogether and find a different way to communicate to whoever's making the decisions for lunches, cafeteria, whatever it is. There needs to be a change. And it's not happening. And and I look at us. I have to look at us. And when I write these things on social media, not only is there a backlash, but there's also few comments, views, likes, because we don't want to point the finger at us. We don't want to look at the mirror and see ourselves looking back at us and no one else because there's no one else to blame for this. It's us. It's each individual. It's every decision we make at home. It's what we buy in the grocery store. It's where we send our children and accept through the cafeteria or through whatever special day you may have. And don't get me wrong here. There is there are school systems that make a change. There are I want to say that that care about their children, but that's going to cause some trouble. <laughs> but there are schools that that are willing to make a difference, and it's not. We're so quick to pass the buck. Like it's okay. We say, well, it's not the parents' fault, or it's not the parents' job. It's the school's job, or the school says it's not the it's not our job. It's the parents' job. And then there's a child in between that's obese and has a, some sort of disease and is certainly uncomfortable in their own body and. And who's to blame when when two adults, two larger organizations are pointing the finger at each other, and there's a child in the middle? That they're the only ones that suffer, and that's okay. That's okay. It's not okay, but by not saying anything, silence is just as powerful as speaking up. If you say nothing, it's the same as agreeing with the majority, and the majority is usually the norm, the norm of how it used to be. We've always served these here. We've always had this machine here. I'm not saying that all schools have vending machines, but when I go look at vending machines, <laughs> it's hard for me to look at. I said, who eats that kind of stuff? And if and if it, it doesn't matter if it's elementary school, probably not elementary school, but you have college or you have high school, maybe even junior high, and if they don't have a lunch, then they're going to grab their change and go to that vending machine. And the worst part about all of it is it, that kind of stuff happens at a younger age, not so much the vending machines, but unhealthy choices and then we don't look to we look to medication and we look to child's problem like focus issues or to children as a troubled student when we don't look at their nutrition and i could tell you when I, if i don't eat i get i get hungry i get hangry <laughs> i get miserable because i don't have the proper nutrients in my body and a lot of people are the same way and so are children if we're fueling our child's bodies with continual stream of sugar and we don't think it's going to affect their minds or bodies we are entirely wrong and I just think that we need to make a change as a society. Now, I'm not pointing the finger at you individually. I just want to bring it up. I want to bring the topic up again because it's just not, doesn't seem to be getting through. Doesn't seem like we're making a change. Doesn't seem like a whole lot of people care. <laughs> I'm very fortunate to be around a health community. So I have, a, I have the opportunity to coach one-on-one -on -one parents that have children to clean up their, their lifestyle, their diets, and make a, do, make a better example for their children. I have that privilege. I know parents that write in and talk about how they make healthy choices for their children. I see pictures all the time on social media. You know, whatever it is, I know that stuff's going on, but I also think that if we put more emphasis on health instead of whatever it is, whether it's convenience or whether it's mass production and sales or along with making a buck, you know, if we put more emphasis on the loved ones, our children, the youth, the future, then we would be healthier as, as a society. We wouldn't have lineups out the door for any emergency or people waiting for a bed to get in the hospital. We wouldn't have doctors never being able to take a break 
because they're always they always have a patient. So I guess that all comes back to prevention. Now we talk about prevention, but prevention and stress. I mean, could you imagine the amount of stress that we put on our children through the choices we give them or the choices that they don't have? So that's I mean, that's it. That's that's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm done talking about that. I think each and every one of us can make a change. I believe that. I think each and every one of us make a difference with the choices we make, with how we choose to influence our children, with the words we say, with with the actions we take by looking at the ingredients or, you know, it was a cool story was I was at a grocery store recently and this little girl was asking the mom for this, some kind of packaged food. I'm not quite sure what it was, but the daughter, she was persistent. She just kept asking, asking. Mom said no. And then she kind of looked at her and she says, you don't normally have that anyways. Why, are you, why do you keep asking for it? And then the, I'm not quite sure what the daughter said, but then uh, this is the, my favorite part. The mom said, if you can read the ingredients on that box, you can have it. <laughs> so the little girl's face goes blank. And <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. And I was like, and I wanted to hug her. I wanted, that, that would have been creepy though, I think. I just wanted to hug the mom <laughs> because it was like music to my ears. And what if we all had that mindset? What if we said that to our children? What if we said that to ourselves? Yeah, I just think that it's so important to read ingredients and pay attention to what we're doing. And a lot of times I feel that our, we're not, that our children don't see what we're doing, but they see everything that we're doing. So we need, I think it starts with us. Everyone kind of asks me, you know, does it start with a child? Does it start with uh parent does it do you do it at home does it does it happen at school like how do you make that change and it's difficult it's very difficult to make that change but i believe it starts with the parents because ch children are sponges they'll do and say and act just like parents they, they love you they're the you're the parent is the most influential person that child has so i, I think it starts with the parents and if we're making better choices ourselves our children are going to make better choices as well and i know it's difficult especially if your children are a little bit older that makes it very difficult because I, I work with clients that are trying to make healthy choices as well. And they're starting to be more concerned about their health. And then they want to make changes for the children. And the children have grown up a certain way for, you know, 10 or 12 years. And, of course, a child's going to choose Lucky Charms over granola or, you know, homemade granola. <laughs> so it's very difficult. But I'm not saying it's it, it's impossible. But I am saying the earlier we start, the easier it's going to be to influence our children. There's a couple of shows. I'll link them in the show notes. One's called The Parenting Yoga. That was a great show. And there's another one that I call Toddler Health. So I'll write that down in my notes right now. And so this is going to be all linked in your show notes so you can check that out. Anyways, thank you for being a part of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you for checking out this show. And I hope it helped. I hope it helped shine some light on our children. I hope we all understand that each decision that we make in front of our children or for our children will form their not only future but their health as well. And one more time, check out puredime.com slash Drew Tadia for more details about what they do. They're looking at enzymes and probiotics is what they mainly specialize in, but they have all kinds of stuff going on at their website. So you can visit their website for you know recipes and more information on their blog. And actually my show was just featured on their blog. Anyways, you can check them out as well at puredime.com slash Drew Tadia. I have a weekly newsletter I send out every Monday morning. That's going to be at trueformlife.com. Just scroll down at the bottom footer there. You can enter your email address. I send out radio shows, weekly videos, tips, recipes, whatever I have going on. My newest content is going to be sent to your inbox so you can check that out. I'd love for you to be a part of our True Form Life community there. And I'm also doing online coaching. If you'd like to do some online coaching with me through Skype, 
and email support. I help you set goals and achieve goals. And we talk about nutrition and ingredients and meal planning and lifestyle as a whole. So I'd certainly it would certainly be great to work with you there as well. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Catch you on the next one. True form life.